0: Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of Life is No Coincidence The Life and Afterlife Connection, and also The Living Spirit, which shares my journey from skeptic to understanding coincidences, synchronicity, spiritual communication, and miracles as messages from our loved ones in spirit who live and love beyond the physical life they only visited for a short time. As an intuitive healer and medium, I am delighted to share Annie Matinley's book, The After Death Chronicles, as she shares her communication with her daughter Randy and many other contributors to the book who have been blessed to experience what is hard to put into words, A Visit from a departed Relative. Yet, for those who have been touched by the spirit of a loved one, the feeling and closeness and truth will never be lost, as life is never lost, only transmuted into another essence of life. Hello, Annie, and thank you for sharing your story and the story of so many who are represented in the After Death Chronicles.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me to have this discussion with you, Cheryl.
0: Great. Annie, as listeners of Healing From Within well know, it has been the mission statement of this show to have my guests and I share our intimate experiences and our continuing search into the mysteries of life and what some people believe or call death in the hopes of truly knowing that we are more than the physical body and have an eternal, unseen force of life which some call the soul, it is in becoming aware of this part of ourselves that makes it easier to live with the challenges that a physical life often presents, and ultimately to know our true higher self that is sharing this physical life with us. In today's episode of Healing From Within, Annie Matinley begins the book, her book, with a chapter entitled, Randy, Is That You? and with the quote for that chapter shares a beautiful look at what may be seen throughout the many stories shared in additional chapters by those who experience an after-death connection, which adds to their lives a layer or dimension of reality that previously may have been unexpected or unexplored, but cannot be denied any longer. The quote reads they just knew something that is from time to time forgotten except by the wind how close the dead are one song away from the living and that was by louise Erdrich from the master butch's singing club annie I always love to ask my guests to think back to their earlier days, perhaps their childhood, and a memory of a person, a place, an event, a value they may have held that may have heralded the future that would follow and the interests in their adult life, their work, their lifestyle, because I believe we are born with a plan and a destiny and nothing is random, just waiting to be remembered by us. So think back for a minute to your life.
1: Well, I can think of a couple of pivotal things, one that happened when I was about 12 and another maybe 10 years after that, the first one being I was looking uh, at a, a, I went to a girlfriend's birthday party and her grandmother lived upstairs and outside her grandmother's room was a picture of uh, what she perceived to be God. And it was a very fiery god you know, up in the <laughs> sky with lightning and so on, and this fierce, angry look on its his face. And I just looked at it and I said, well, that's not my god, because my god's not mad.
0: <laughs> I uh, I understand that our god, or God, or the creative force, or universal divine yeah. energy, whatever we call it, is a loving, mm-hmm. compassionate. Energy, right, right. So that and would, at twelve, I simply knew that. Yes. I was I didn't have
1: much uh, religious background, but I must have been thinking about it because I knew that.
0: You know? Me, me too. <laughs> I, I knew I loved God, but I didn't know quite what God was, and I didn't have much religious training either, but. Mm, whatever i did have didn't seem right to me it just didn't express the whole inclusiveness the the bigness the the whole big picture that i was looking for at any rate yeah it
1: wasn't it wasn't large enough for me and it Mm -hmm. wasn't kind it wasn't kind enough it wasn't loving enough
0: yeah because we were very special souls we were born to who already knew this but we had to rediscover it (laughs) as life went on so let's go on to your subject is spontaneous communication with our dead beloveds how Mm -hmm. did you get interested in this subject and why did you write a whole book about it
1: well i got interested in it through the most (laughs) dreadful thing that ever happened to me in my life (laughs) which Mm -hmm. was that about seven and a half years ago my daughter died Mm -hmm. um and I thought she went into the silence of the grave, because I had, even though I knew that consciousness continued, that we didn't just stop at death, I had never, ever, ever given any thought to the idea of communication mm. beyond the grave. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, uh, I think it was between two and three weeks, if I remember correctly, um, one morning I was awakened by her presence and her voice, and Uh, It was amazingly comforting, of course, totally relieving and uh, thrilling, Um, and it opened a whole doorway uh, into uh, a new area, which still might not have gone further than that, but then within a few weeks after that, she began coming to me on a daily basis uh, so regularly that I a notebook by my bed that said randy visitations Mm -hmm. um, so that i could write down what we were talking about and then the third thing that happened was i started sharing this with people that i knew and everybody had a story and Mm. that nearly blew my mind i said my god we're not talking about this why aren't we talking about this if this is such a common experience We need to be talking about it. We should be talking about it. Well,
0: you know, in in essence, your daughter's death changed your life, and therefore it changed the life of all the people that you are talking to and have related to since then, and the book, mm-hmm. the very wonderful book you have written, opening up people's awareness more fully to the truth of who we are as spiritual beings, having a physical mm-hmm. life, but being eternal in essence. And and everything, I believe, happens if we can allow, accept, and surrender that God, this loving God you and I are talking about that's all-encompassing, would never do anything to hurt us but we have to go through experiences because the growth of our soul is really why we're having this physical life. And when we come yeah when we come to know that we let go of the sorrow and pain and your daughter coming to you was able to, to show you the greatest gift of life and continuous life and to lead you forward to your own destiny your own future Mm -hmm. which was to write this book and annie Mm -hmm. you wrote and you wrote and i'd like to read this for our listeners the cusps of things the ineffability of consciousness of conception and birth and of death and the process of dying the mystical realms have long been the heart center of my life I attend to my dreams, I have sat with the dying, I am captivated by the enigma of death, I have studied and meditated on and prayed and done shamanic journeying over, avidly read about and discussed the great mysteries of my life. How is it that I never before attended to the possibility of direct contact with our dead beloveds? now seems a mystery in itself soon the idea that the dead can speak became my daily reality in the early morning hours of almost every day for many months my formerly troubled depressed and pain racked daughter came to talk with me that's how beautifully said and you know Like you, in my earlier days, I was maybe a little skeptic or just didn't have enough awareness yet, and I followed my family's ideas. They were terrified of dying because they thought that was the end of them and all their memories and all their connections of love. But about 20 years ago, after a spiritual visitation from my grandfather, it was a visit, Mm. but it came in a dream. And he mm-hmm. spoke to me as your daughter This I, I had to rethink my earlier beliefs and fears to discover so much about universal energy and the afterlife and the ability we all have to receive messages from our loved ones. So I, like you, have spent the last 20 years as an intuitive energy practitioner and medium and hospice volunteer, helping others to know the truth. Of what mm-hmm. they they believe to be their dual nature as physical and spiritual beings, but to know and discover their own powerful soul essence and really the reality of life here and and beyond here. So so thank you for the beautiful way you wrote that.
1: Well, thank you for reading it to me. I, I've never had my own words read to me.
0: Uh, and it, it I'm sounded, sure It you was very moving. It I, was very moving. I, I, thank I, and you. it was very moving when mm. I read them. That's why I selected mm. that passage. But go on to tell us more about the contact with your daughter. Okay? Tell us a little bit well, more about it. She came it, to it, you for a long while.
1: She did. Uh, now, seven and a half years later, it's simply uh, I feel her presence occasionally, yes. and even more rarely she we speak uh, twice in a year. We've had reason to have a very short, one sentence connection that was verbal. But in those early months, um, every morning <laughs> she would she would come and we would speak of various things. Now, I thought oh, she's going to tell me all about the afterlife. And I asked her questions, and that wasn't what she was interested in. She was interested in our relationship, mm. and she was interested. She had a daughter when she died who was almost uh 19, just shy of 19, and she was concerned about her. And she was also very interested in this whole project of my interviewing people and writing this book. She said, people need to know about this. You, know, yes. you should be writing about this, and so she was very, she was definitely a cheerleader for me. Yes, because in the in the beginning I was uh, a little challenged by because I was grieving. Uh, grief doesn't just go away because you've had a contact like this. No. I still missed her in the physical, and I was also busy with the estate and the trust for her daughter and all kinds of you know pragmatic things of that nature and um i sometimes had trouble just organizing my time around working on the the interviews and the books, and she, but she just kept pushing me really <laughs> saying you, you go know, ahead going you, know, you can you,
0: do this you know as an intuitive i'm sensing that it wasn't only your destiny to write the book it was hers also and that's I why think so. And that's why she was so intent on encouraging you and inspiring you. I I think anything worthwhile that any of us do in this life comes from an inspiration and a whisper from spirit, encouraging us to remember what we chose to do in this lifetime. And I, I think that's beautiful. And you also said in the book, I long to do something to let the world know how close our beloved ones can be. And yeah. I, I have to say, that reminded me when I read that of a story. I, I was called to the hospital uh, where a co-worker's father was in a coma
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, after a stroke. And she asked me to give him Reiki energy healing and to tap into his energy and find out what was happening. So mm-hmm. I went to his room and... Um, he, he, You know, in in the way I receive information, you know, there are many ways to receive it, as we're going to discuss in a minute, Uh, but he suggested to me he was ready to leave, and he showed me that there was this green beauty of a place that he loved and would soon see. And his daughter told me it was Ireland. And then he showed me a rocket. And he he said he was going to take this rocket way beyond uh, to where that place was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's how he described it to me. And he was ready to go, very ready to go. So the Mm -hmm. next day I went again. She asked me to go again. And I went with her. And when I went there, this time he amended what he had said. And I really had a laugh. (laughs) He said... Uh, he would take his journey but he only needed a helicopter as he, <laughs> yeah and i laughed. he would not be far away and then he, then he then he suggested to me that and showed me that he was going to visit his daughter and granddaughter by the broken fence i didn't know what he meant by mm. that so his daughter yeah. told me that there was a fence behind her house uh where the swing set was in the schoolyard behind her house So it seems to me what I learned from that was heaven is the energy of love that surrounds Mm. those here in a physical body and those Mm. out of a physical body and allow us to participate in life with those we love, even if we've moved beyond our body.
1: makes (laughs) heaven available to us all the time, doesn't it? All the time. That's the point. That that definition, because if we can open our hearts and love it's here there's heaven there's heaven
0: yeah uh, you know when I first started to work with energy healing and working with developing a way to communicate and understand the language of spirit which is different than the language of you know that you and I are discussing right here in Mm -hmm. intellect and in intelligence as I started to do that I've kind of like kept hearing the words heaven and earth time and space and it's taken me many years to understand there is no time and space. Mm-hmm, and the reality mm-hmm. of of past, present, and future is that we're energy. And we're above or in heaven. We're here in this moment, you and I talking. And we're connected to all our past journeys and the people we love. All the time. because Maybe there the future is future, too. And the future, <laughs> too. There, because there really is no time. But... But let's go on to, were the other experiences you heard about from your interviewees like yours, verbal, no, hearing, no. In the body. I don't think only so. A,
1: yeah. Only a few people heard words and no one that I talked to heard as many as I did, had these repeated mm-hmm. contacts in that way. Most, The most common way was for people to have contact in dreams and that those were Dreams that were usually a little bit different. They were particularly vivid and unforgettable. Um, so that was the most common way. But people had visions uh, that were so stunning they could hardly even describe them to me. I've never had a vision. That doesn't. That's not my way in. Um, sometimes people were simply aware. They knew that someone yeah. was with them, mm-hmm. um, and they they did had no other word for it and that i i know one person used the phrase i loved i i knew with my heart
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
1: a different kind
0: of knowing yes yeah, clar- that's clairsentience sentience uh, a sense of knowing it's also empathic feeling and feeling from spirit i i have all these senses and feeling the essence of the loved ones their personality and how they would express themselves and that's clairsentience and you also talk about olfactory visitations Mm -hmm. or smells and Uh nature and the ability that the dead have to reveal themselves through physical objects electrical Mm -hmm. equipment and Mm -hmm. the way they're all natural for after-death contact uh, but, but the most frequent way our loved ones make connections with us, as you said at the beginning, is through dreaming, because that's an altered state of consciousness most readily accepted by the most number of people. So that's, right. that's how most people will make an initial contact. Like you were just waking up when you recognized your daughter.
1: Well, that's my kind of my power time is the time between sleeping and waking. That's when I have my most clear Mm -hmm. and uh, when I make my best decisions, when things simply come to me and I know. So it makes, made total sense to me that that's when she would visit.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So if after-death communication, ADC, we can call it that, is so powerful and pervasive, why are people so unwilling to talk about it? Oh,
1: I think there are many reasons, and some of them are just purely cultural, because we have a very rational culture in which we want things Mm. proven, we're we're into evidence-based things, and there are a lot of experts in the world, some of whom I respect greatly, like uh who who think that these are hallucinations, and who wants to be told they're hallucinating? not me, yeah
0: well, <laughs> you know? well I don't worry about it well, but, you know. well, we will have the scientific proof before too long, but uh, I have interviewed um neurosurgeons at. Uh, Dr. Eben Alexander,
1: mm-hmm. who had a near-death Wonderful.
0: experience, who, mm-hmm. who, like me, uh, didn't believe. Uh, and he had his own experience, and it was proven to him. And he wrote a very beautiful book, Heaven is for Real. And uh, so many. I have interviewed so many people who scientifically want to prove this and i i think it's happening now i'm just going to tell you a fast story the other mm-hmm. day i was at a wedding with all of my cousins and one of my cousins had lost her husband about eight months ago and she says to me uh do you think our family they're here with us at this wonderful wedding and I said, They're all here. <laughs> they always mm-hmm. come to lovely parties like this. But I wanted mm-hmm. to prove it to her. So I closed mm-hmm. I closed my eyes and I tried to pick up a message, but it was mm-hmm. it was just too noisy. There were too many mm-hmm. people and it was just too noisy. So then I said to my cousins, Let's take a picture. And we took a picture and lo mm. lo and the cell phone on the cell phone and lo and behold up in the window above us <laughs> was an orb, a light, and it looked mm-hmm. like it looked to different people. It looked like different things, like an angel, like dove wings, like a mm. heart. Mm. And and I sent a picture to each one of my cousins so that they could see this. Because when spirit wants to reveal themselves, they have they many ways <laughs> to do it. So you know,
1: this, endless. Endless. Yeah, <laughs> no.
0: and, and you know, the funny part of it is this same cousin has had her own experience when our grandmother died. She felt a hand on her shoulder and wind around her, and then got the mm. phone call that our grandmother had passed. And her her mother, my aunt, was uh, very much into uh, this awareness, and my cousin still could not grasp it. I think a little bit of it is, is fear. A little yes, bit is being too. thought mm-hmm. odd by, you know, people we want. Yep. We think people expect certain things from us, and if we say certain things, they will just think, um, you know, it's not their expectation, so they don't understand why we're going down a path exploring this. And I think basically that's it. Most basically, it's fear. Sometimes it's religious beliefs that discourage mm-hmm. this. And, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't think in any religion. I think all religions express a belief in the eternal place of life. Uh, but I don't think it's related to any age or gender or race or religion or nationality. And I think even animals experience the visit or presence of a soul. You've I've seen stories
1: like that. Yes, it's you've a seen a dog, dog, dog up looking up know. and they're barking.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, I've seen all this. I know all this. I've done hospice work. And, uh, and I'm aware of energy, and I'm aware no one's ever alone. When you go into surgery or an operation or um, any challenging situ- situation, you are surrounded by guides, teachers, angels, many different forms of life that encourage and help us in any way that's possible for our soul journey, because we still have to have the experiences that we have to have. So, what do you think is the purpose? of after-death communication? Uh, it's certainly the initial
1: purpose is comfort, to help us with our grief. Um, but then the, there's also an awful lot of guidance and protection that comes along with it. A, a lot of people have sometimes life-saving experiences from someone who's died who loves them. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's for healing unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when someone dies, there are terrible wounds left behind. And I have heard wonderful, wonderful stories about people even healing from a lifetime of parental abuse because the parent comes in a dream or some other way, so transformed and with such love that they are able to overcome. You, you know, you don't. The wounds are still there, but they are helped deeply by this. And then there's the whole thing about the wisdom about relieving fear about death and the afterlife. Yeah. So there are many, many gifts that come from after-death Yeah,
0: basically, I think they come out of pure love.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Now, do you think contacts are initiated from this side or those in spirit who have Christova initiate the event? What do you think? Well,
1: I've heard of it both ways Yes, Uh, most of it is spontaneous where the the deceased come and the the living person is able to receive that contact but I know of one man interviewed one man who longed for 30 years to have contact with his dead father and finally he was in a deep meditation saying I need your help I've started on this new path in my life and I need your help and his father came after 30 years
0: yeah, no. you want to know what Don't. I tell my clients? I just what? say any time you think of your loved one, just say their name. Think of them. they're around. You can mm. you can call them. They are always available to us, and I have found that to be true in the readings I do for people. You know, some mediums will say they cannot receive someone. They, uh, whoever comes, comes, and they can't, but I have found in my readings for people that when I ask for the soul or way for this person coming to me to be helped the most, the ones that they want come so Mm -hmm. that has been my experience Mm -hmm. but I also want to say something as a medium when I do a reading for a client I just ask spirit to share messages that are going to help the person know themselves and their destiny and life plan more fully and now I was told many, many years ago by one of my teachers that I could ask to receive guidance from any soul out of a body, any historical figure, no matter how long they had you know, passed or had mm-hmm. lived. In my next book, uh, New Life Awaits, Creating Your Best Afterlife by Living Consciously Now, uh, as President George Washington had come up many times in stories in the book, And since our nation was going through painful, challenging political and social times, I engaged in meditation and I asked George Washington if he would be kind enough to join me and to help Mm -hmm. me. And Mm -hmm. the reading or channeling of his energy is available on my website, CherylGlick.com. So what would you like readers of the After Death Chronicles to take away with them?
1: I would like them to know, to really deeply receive, that these experiences are available to everyone
0: beautifully beautifully said and I want to thank you Annie Mattingly for your dedicated research and interviews with so many people who have experienced a visit or communication with their deceased relatives and sometimes others not even their relatives sometimes it's even someone we haven't known in this lifetime who come through Mm -hmm. and for the poetic creative way you express love for life here and beyond to read more and purchase the book go to Annie Mattingly In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Annie and I have shown you the way to the truth of life in its energetic and physical components after the loss of a loved one. The energy and presence in the moment that you have an experience like this uh, change so many preconceived notions of who and what life is all about. And I believe Annie expressed the value and purpose of after-death contacts in this way and wrote, The experiences that follow are as varied as the people who have shared them with me. Some are visual, some auditory, some subtle, some as life-affecting as near-death experiences. They range through dreams, disembodied voices, visions, electrical and physical manifestations, messages received through nature, they can be the rare frightening contact or a profoundly satisfying grace that precedes or follows a death or occurs at the moment of death Visitations can come at once or continue repeatedly for years. They can happen in a flash or transport us into an extended altered state that lasts all day. These experiences have defied my early efforts at a near categorization. Dreams here, visitations there, visitations through nature. We don't have labeled pockets in our psyches to which to file such moments like a sonnet or a symphony and after death contact is more than the sum of its parts these moments speak to us in the language of spirit or god or the universe they are not intended to be fully understood but rather to be savored and allowed to delight more than anything else they resemble poetry which is defined by being undefinable Annie and I would wish for you a moment of surrender to the beauty and flow of life. Listen to the wind and whispers from Spirit and our loved ones, as you may just discover that life as a dream returns to us each evening when we allow ourselves to be enveloped in the darkness and the magic of the night and life and life is but a constant return to life in its many forms, dimensions, and realities. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit CherylGlick.com to hear and read about authors, metaphysical explorers, scientists, spiritualists, psychologists, medical professionals, members of the art and music communities, and others who seek to know ourselves in both our human and divine possibilities. Shows may also be heard on WebTalkRadio.net and DreamVision7Radio.com. Thank you.